Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brandon Scott's in the building. Let's talk about the differences. Texans versus Ravens on Saturday. What what do you think the biggest differences are with these two teams heading into the uh, the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl as opposed to the season opener when we saw the Texans lose to the Ravens twenty five to nine? Yeah, man. I think the biggest difference for the Texans specifically is the way not only we view their offense, but perhaps the way they view their own offense. Like, Thank you. Like how they view their personnel. I was thinking about it going back and looking at the first game and then just thinking about how we viewed them at that time. And I've made this point before, but I think it's important. Like Damian Pierce was thought to be a key like centerpiece of this offense in week one. C.J. Stroud had not emerged. Nico Collins had not emerged in the way that he has mm-hmm. over the last several weeks, certainly. And Tank Dell had not even emerged. Bobby Sloak himself, and I think that's really a, a key difference here because I'm calling it the Bobby Sloak revenge game. That oh, was the, revenge. Oh, mm-hmm. man, it was the game where – He went for it twice and fourth down. Yeah, and he was kind of exposed a little bit for not really knowing what he was doing. I remember coming in here the following – you know, that, that week, that Thursday after the game, mm-hmm. saying, hey, this was the first time I had even considered, hey, what if Bobby Sloak is not good? Well, C.J. Stroud didn't know what he was doing either. There were a couple times where Robert Woods had to line the guys up. Oh, no, that was the story of the game. And Robert Woods admitted that to us when we talked to him. Well, they figured things out. They seemed to get things together right around the second quarter. But we remember how that game started and just how sloppy the operation was. And I think that was a big takeaway that's no longer the case for the Texans. And it was a big thing, I I think, in that first week. But Bobby Sloak's got things together. C.J. Stroud's got things together. Damian Pierce is now you know, more of a complimentary piece to the offense and doing his thing on special teams. Devin Singletary is their actual running back. So so no longer on critical downs, critical plays, and critical situations is it, hey, we're going to feed Damian Pierce. It's, hey, we're going to let C.J. Stroud do his thing. Hey, if the running game is going to be a factor in that way, it's going to be Devin Singletary. Like, the entire outfit looks different. And I will say, though, in fairness, Baltimore, they, they've found their groove uh, as well, so there there is there is that side of things for sure. As well, Baltimore has found their groove, but but you do bring up a good point. But they they didn't know what they were doing. Like it was, Jamico said it this yeah, week. What was the term he said accused? And it was I think it was week five or something. Um, and Bajani brought it up. It was like I got my block. It wasn't block knocked off. It was something clock like clean, that. clean, clock cleaned or something clock like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that. it was something like that. Yeah. But it, but it was basically like his welcome to the NFL moment. Yeah. We, we normally talk about that for players. What's your welcome to the whatever league it is? What's your welcome to the NBA? Welcome to the NFL? Welcome to the pros moment. But coaches have that as well. And that was Bobby Slowitz. It was 
It was, hey, this is how, you know, this is kind of the growing pains of having never done this before. Like, I, I remember the takeaway being they looked like they had a rookie coaching staff and yeah. quarterback, and, and it was on display. And D'Amico said this week, like, basically said we were all over the map. Like, we were just trying to figure it all out, like, in terms of the process. They couldn't get the play calls in. Like, yeah. the, the the play calls were too, were either too long or too complicated. Like, they couldn't even really communicate mm-hmm. from coach to player and get the and, and just get lined up. Like you mentioned, Robert Woods got to get them lined up. The play call is too slow. Like, all of it just looked like amateur hour, and it hasn't really looked like that since then. Brandon Scott in the building, two sleeps away from Texans versus Ravens. So we got a big game on Saturday. Things are different for both teams. And this guy, I mean, he sent me he sent me this this morning. He said, this might sound weaselish. Weaselly yeah. is the word he used. Yeah, we, a little weaselly. little weaselly. But my man comes mm-hmm. with excuses and moral victories before the Texans and Ravens even start. Yeah. Can you believe this? Yeah. What are you doing, man? And, and, and by the way, am somebody who is I have more respect than that for you. Somebody somebody who is, by the way, going out on a limb and mm-hmm. picking them to win this game despite are they still a nine point underdog? It's eight. eight. It's eight now. Okay, so I mean that's still significant, but it's dropping. Started off at nine and a half, dropping yeah. down to eight. So so we see that, you know, some money is leaning toward maybe the Texans way, but like they're not expected to win this game. Like nobody I don't I don't think that I would agree with something that you said earlier in the week, Landry. Like, if we come in here on on Monday and they win this game, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised. Yeah. But I don't think that that's the expectation necessarily that they go out there and win this game. What the expectation is, though, that they go out there and play a brand of football that's a lot closer to the one that we've been watching over the last, let's call it three weeks now, than the one that we saw obviously in that first week against Baltimore. And and so everything for everything to ring true. But you're of, making excuses. No, yeah, that's a, uh, the excuse would be that they're not as good as the Baltimore. If they, if they, if they just get beat, this, this, is, my po- this is my point. You were right about the Weasley. This <laughs> nah, Weasel. No, nah, my point is, if they just go out there and get beat, I'll be able to accept that. I'll be able to accept that if the if the, if the Texans go out there and the, and the Ravens just line up and they run it down their throat and they're a better football team. I think we can come away from this and, and and do all of the house money stuff that y'all roll y'all's eyes at. I think that that's that that that's a moral victory that you can accept. But if they're out there, penalties, giving the game away. If they look like Cleveland? Yeah, if they look like Cleveland, if they're doing things that are honestly uncharacteristic of of Mm -hmm. what what they've been, and again, the brand of football that I'm talking about, then that'll be the thing to rip. Like, forget all of the, hey, they made it further than you thought they were going to make it. And uh, yeah. no, no. If Good they, year, boys. If they if they go out there and squander <laughs> the season, opportunity. Boys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they go out there and squander the opportunity, then we should rip them for it. But if they just go out there and get beat, I'll be able to live with it. You know how I know that, that the Texans are at an altogether different level? Like, I'm going to be ticked off if they lose. I'm going to be mad if they lose. That's, even though, even though that's, they're not, that's even though they're not favorites, that's I think that's, that's probably how you healthy. know that there's yeah. a different level of expectation. Yeah. You know? This is the biggest game in franchise history, and, and I know some people will say, "Well, I mean, uh, how can you say that?" Well, they haven't been to an AFC Championship game. They have a chance to go in a, to an AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. All right, that that's right there. Like it is, it it is, it is as significant of a game as they've ever played. Yeah. So that's that's not hyperbole. This is literally like as far as they've gotten. Yeah. They, they have not right played. Here. They have not played a bigger game. Yes, they have not yeah. played. They have that's not. Played, by, by definition, they have not played a level above this. Yeah. 
It also could be the start of something, or it could be something special where they shock the world. This is the biggest game in franchise history. It's not. It's not even hard to say. That's kind of pitiful that we're you know twenty plus years or whatever yeah. into this thing, and we're saying that. But this is this is the biggest game in franchise history. Yeah. Period. Point blank. End of story. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's why I like the I, I find the Lamar as the MVP versus CJ the unproven rookie discussion really interesting going into this game. Because this can be the exact moment where all of that changes, where you can't hold experience against C.J. Stroud. Like, he already has, I think, one notch on his, on his his under his belt. And then, Landry, you've laid it out, how he's performed in winner-go-home games with the small sample size that we have. If he goes out there and beats an MVP on the road, and not just an MVP, but a number one seed. Yeah. And an MVP a, a, who has struggled yeah. in the playoffs. Well, but an MVP who has struggled in the playoffs, but also, like, let's just focus on who he's facing, a defense that yeah. is one of the better better defense in the league. And then, on top of that, go back-to-back weeks. Like, it's not like C.J. Stroud would have gone through a bunch of schmucks through his, his playoff run. He would have gone through the top-rated defense in Cleveland in one week, and then a top five or six defense in Baltimore the next week on top of the fact that the MVP is on the other side of the ball. If they win this game, I want this shirt. And I want you I want you people over there. I do mean you people over there at NRG. I'm, I'm talking to whoever's in charge of the merchandise. I want this shirt, okay? I want the AFC South champs, mm-hmm. and below it I want it to say that on the north. Because if they beat yes. the, the, the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday, that will mean – that the Houston Texans this season have beaten the Steelers, the Ravens, yep. the Bengals, and the Browns. Yep. Two of them in the playoffs. They will have won two, we di- own two the division North. championships. Yep. We yep. own the North, yep. and they all have a winning record, too. Yep. The they North. all have if, a winning record. The, the North and the South. Yep. Won the Civil War all the way around. <laughs> if the Texans win this game and it goes the way we think it is, Lamar Jackson's reputation and standing will not fall any lower than I mean it'll fall lower than it's ever been since maybe his rookie year. It will. It will. Yeah, it yeah, will. Right. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud will never have to worry about being in the same conversation as Lamar Jackson in terms of the elite quarterbacks, because those three wins that he will have gotten, Indy Browns and 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 Ravens, he'll be it. Like well, saying comparing him to Tom Brady will not be like. <gasps> You know, it won't be outrageous. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it might be. No, no, yeah, but, but, see, but there I, are some comparisons already. See, I don't know. This, this is this is funny for me because I'm giving so much credit to C.J. Stroud and where he's at to where, like, I understand this conversation about Lamar. It's real. One in three in, in the playoffs, you're an MVP. We hold Lamar, and rightfully so, to a high standard. But I also feel like C.J. is good enough to where, depending on how the game goes, like if Lamar goes out there, and I, and I kind of hope he does. I, I love Lamar. But for the Texans' sake, I kind of hope he does go out there and with the bed, but if like if he's not fumbling the ball, giving the ball away, and it's like say a Jalen Hurts type of you know Jalen Hurts in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl when they lost a couple of years ago, that type of performance, I feel like he's not gonna leave. He's Lamar Jackson's not gonna leave the elite quarterback conversation. No, no, but but his reputation will fall lower than it's ever been. Like, can he ever win? But I, but you know, it, but know, it's post-season. gonna be it's gonna be more about C.J. Stroud joining a conversation as opposed to. Lamar leaving one, he's just going to have all the more scrutiny for the playoff record. On top of the yeah, the, yeah. the way the offseason went, got, got the contract, it was the MVP year, another MVP year. Yeah, like, I mean, the conversation is going to be different, but he's still going to be in that upper echelon where CJ Stroud can put himself in a whole different stratosphere. No more like boy wonder. Oh my God, oh, yeah. I can't believe the quarterback reads defenses and, and, and manipulates linebackers in this way. Like, 
it's going to be dead all of that, and it's going to be, hey, this is the dude that went through two top defenses to get to the AFC Championship. There, there's been a couple of things, I think, that have happened that have made this possible for people to feel this good about the Texans. And, and the coach and quarterback is obvious. Like, that's we'll, – we'll just, we'll just put that aside. Uh, number one – the change from Damian Pierce to Devin Singletary. That that completely added a different element, uh, and we saw it against Cincinnati when Singletary was AFC Offensive Player of the Week. That's number one. Number two is Derek Stingley came back, and he is as good as any other corner in the NFL uh, since he's been back. We, I mean, that that is, that is a complete game changer. Uh, Derek Stingley is back, and Derek Stingley takes away half the field. When we've seen teams... And, and, and we go back to, you know, the MVP and, oh, my God, the MVP uh, in the divisional round. Well, how do you stop them? Well, I'll go back to 2010. Hashtag can't wait. That was Tom Brady, MVP. I'd say he's pretty established. I'd say he's pretty clutch, right? They lost to a Jets team that had a young quarterback who didn't give a damn in Mark Sanchez. They had a defensive-minded coach who say what you want about him and say how it ended. He knew how to get his team to play and run through a damn wall for him. Yeah. And they also, they had a cornerback that took away half yeah. the field in Darrell Revis. That is what, that is the level that Derek Stingley is playing on right now. 1.7. That was the QBR of quarterbacks throwing at Derek Stingley in December. That's another element that the Texans have that you need to pull off these upsets. Mm-hmm. That's, they they got they got a lot of the, a lot of the pieces you need. Now, with that said, though, B. Scott, they can't stop tight ends. Man. Yeah, they can't stop tight ends, and Baltimore's got two really really good ones. Yeah, I I, I thought about this too. Like, I, I feel like even if they Mark were, Andrews full go yesterday, th- by they, the way, they could be much better against tight ends, and it would still worry me just because of how good these tight ends yeah. have been. But I would say ain't getting easier next and, round either. And, and to me, this is the big. This is like the big matchup right here. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the not just the tight ends, but how Lamar and the Ravens' offense overall likes to operate in the middle of the field. Like if there's a weakness of Lamar Jackson, exactly. it is the that, b- boundaries. That, that he's not operating outside the boundaries, yeah. which is where, or you know, the boundaries where Derek Stingley's doing most of his work. Yeah, it's going to be that middle of the field. How do the linebackers cover? How do they match up with the tight ends? The safeties, their assignments, and then also probably even Desmond King is gonna is gonna factor in some in some form or fashion, and when, when we're talking about defending the Ravens' offense. So yeah, man, Desmond like I'm King, man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm concerned about them not performing well against tight ends. But if I wanted to take the optimistic view, since since y'all got on me for for doing the moral victories, I'm <laughs> hey. this, this way. I'm actually going to just take the optimism because forget the moral victory. I'm looking at the actual victory. I'm yeah. going like, like like I think the Texans can actually win this game. To hell too. with a moral victory. I'm going Babe Ruth right. Now. Don't say that. You just gave out like eight of them. No, no. <laughs> what I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying the hell with the moral victory. Those are the what ones, are you a Hardo or a Weasel? <laughs> those are the ones that I go with. That they have Weasel. No, no, no. I'm saying this is what I expect to happen. This is how I will feel if this does happen. Yeah. I'm, give, it's, I'm giving you, like, new ones. I'm calling little, you know, my shot. Bit. I'm calling my shot. Mm-hmm. Desmond King has an interception or a punt return touchdown this week. Well, oh, punt oh. return touchdown or interception, one of those two. Desmond King makes a big play this week. Or he forces a fumble and forward progress gets called and Regardless, he doesn't get to run it back. Petrie, King, Harris, and Cashman. But, but those are the four most important Petrie. players. Well, this, this is what I was going to say, though. Like, going back to this point about the – tight ends 
the linebackers are playing. Remember early they in the season? They have to watch Lamar too, though. They do. Yeah. They, no, they're they're so it's kind of hard. They're in conflict. They're gonna have. Uh, it's gonna be hell for them. But their overall play. You remember you didn't have Blake Cashman at the time. Christian Harris had not. Wasn't become, Christian Harris? He no. was not Christian Harris. I feel like the linebacker play. This was a storyline early in the season. How linebacker play was not quite up to snuff. Yeah. It is now. It, it is. It very much is. And so I wonder what the difference is going to look like on the field on Saturday with that improvement. Here's one more little nugget. Just a nugget. Just a nug? Just a nug. Just a nug? That sticky icky? We're talking about Mark Andrews and the tight ends, right? We are. Dalton Schultz was a non-factor in that first Baltimore game. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah. In that first Baltimore game, he had two catches for four yards. Tegan Quatoriano started. He was the starting tight end. Yeah. So maybe there's a tight end on the field that, you know. Dalton was kind of roughed up because Jimmy Ward yeah. knocked the crap out yeah. of him, remember? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so we're talking about tight yeah, ends. Hey, yeah. there's one over here that, yeah. that wasn't a factor. Yeah, Brevin Jordan finding it too. This is going to yeah. be fun, man. I'm excited. Brandon, Brandon Scott, the uh, the moral victory slash ephemoral victory <laughs> weasel Brandon Scott has me pumped for this Pick a game. side, man. <laughs> There's some nuance in there too. Don't 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 let uh, facts get in the way of my tease, sir. <laughs> but coming up next, I can't believe this. I, I <laughs> Brandon Scott doesn't give a damn about Bobby Slowick potentially leaving. What the hell is going on? It's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bobby Slowick, he's popular. Few teams want to talk to Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for your Houston Texans. Let's hear from Bobby Slowick uh, here. We got B Scott in here. He doesn't give a damn about Bobby. I'm I'm really surprised by Could this. Care less. Uh, he, Couldn't he, care less. He, Love he, you, Bobby. Couldn't give a damn about Big Hat Bobby. Wishing you the best, dog. <laughs> Here's uh, Bobby like dead, dog. Bobby Slowick though talking about the growth he and CJ have had over the course of the year based on dialogue and other things. I mean. We changed pretty much immediately after our week one Baltimore game, kind of how we were attacking and approaching some things. Our conversations have always been the same. It just takes time. And I know CJ is the ultimate preparer. You know, he's not a rookie in that regard. He's a rookie in that 
every lesson he learns, he really tries hard to bank. Like he, he puts a lot into making a mistake and making sure he doesn't make the same mistake twice. But he prepares like a vet. He prepares like someone who's been in the league six, seven, eight years. And that speeds up all our conversations. You know, like I feel like I'm talking to another coach. So our back and forth are usually pretty quick. He understands what I'm saying. I understand what he's saying. We understand how to communicate quickly. And if we want to make an adjustment and kind of find a middle ground, sometimes we'll find a middle ground. That part really just took time. And the more we grew in, in our rapport, similar to the rest of the offense with CJ, like the, it, it just became tighter and clearer what we wanted to do. All right. So B Scott, we just heard Bobby Slowick. Um, Bobby Slowick, by the way, Gerard Johnson, quarterback coach, uh, old friend of the show, used to be on on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, like old times, he's going to join us uh, in the noon hour straight off the practice field. That'll be um, good. Looking forward to that. But uh, B Scott, you, you, you don't care about Bobby leaving. Explain nah. yourself, man. Nah, I think it's cool. I think it's fine. I think it's fine if Bobby leaves. I think Bobby's done a really good job. He's earned all of this attention, and so good for him. Good for him that he's going to get a chance to change his life more than likely. You know, if he's getting all of these interviews and he's got all this buzz and he's attached himself to C.J. Stroud and all of the success that the Texans have had, I'd be shocked if he doesn't get one of these. Like, he's going to take an interview at some point, I'd imagine, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't get one of these jobs. But the reason why I'm not really concerned with him leaving or I'll put it like this. I would be more concerned about him leaving. Mm-hmm. I would have more issues with it if I had more concerns about the quarterback. Here's what I mean by that. Like if the quarterback was, say, a system quarterback. Yeah. Or if I didn't know yet. Like say, oh, you know, we've had this really cool rookie year, but we really don't know how good CJ is yet. We don't really know if he's elite. We don't really know. Yeah. I feel like we know. Like, we have a good sense for what C.J. Stroud is. And what we know he's not is a system quarterback. And to me, the offensive coordinator, losing the offensive coordinator, matters a lot more when the quarterback is much more dependent on the system than the system, say, dependent on the quarterback. I don't think that just because you lose a really good offensive coordinator that you'll have an issue replacing him when you have a quarterback the caliber of a C.J. Stroud. Now, if the quarterback was, and I hate to do this, but if the quarterback was, say, like Tua, mm-hmm. you know, if the quarterback was like Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, you know, kind of going back to that conversation, I know it got yeah. blown out of proportion with Cam Newton of a game changer versus game manager. Like if I if it was more of a game manager system quarterback type of situation that the Texans were dealing with, which you can win with, yeah. with all the right pieces, if it was more of that, then I'd be like, man, wonder how it's going to go with the next offensive coordinator, with the next play caller. With this I feel like whoever calls the plays next, whether that's somebody that's in-house or somebody mm-hmm. they go out and get, it's going to be somebody that's going to be more in line and in tune with what C.J. Stroud likes to do, what he's done well, and what his ideas are. Like, it's going to be a D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Yeah. Stroud-led sort of idea and philosophy, and the next offensive coordinator is going to have to get in. No, that that's a strong point, but but the, here, here's my one concern about Bobby Slowick leaving. And keep in mind, one of the candidates is like – I couldn't be, you know, hoping for it more. Yeah. You know, but here's my concern. Gerard Johnson. Yeah. And, and he's another reason, I would point out, just, just oh, as a caveat. That's a big that's a big plus. I mean, the guy's known him forever, and and and, and who was the first person that uh, C.J. Stroud went crying to in Indianapolis was Gerard. Yeah. yeah. But that said, I'm being fair here. Here's my concern. You used the word nuance in the last segment. Sure. There is nuance to calling the right play at yes. the right time. We, we talk about... The, the Dalton Schultz touchdown. 
you know, play after play at the right time. They might have a, a, a franchise quarterback. They might have a, a guy in waiting that is going to be terrific. But is he going to call that play in that moment that decides the game? Yeah. That's the nuance to, to Bobby Slowick that has been. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. No, and, and, and I think that, like, like, I don't think you can go and hire a bad offensive coordinator. Like, to, like to me, you can survive having the guy that doesn't always necessarily call the right play at the right time when you've got somebody like C.J. Stroud as, for this conversation, we'll just call it an eraser. Like, he can can make you right when you're wrong. He can make the right decision, the right read. No, you're right. We've been – I know a lot of people have been watching that podcast with the the Colts players talking about, man, this – this son gun goes to his third read. Do you know how demoralizing that is for a defense when you go to that? Like, you're dealing with a quarterback that's got that, I think Chris Long, one of the Long brothers, whichever one it was, called it the, the, the third dimension. Chris Long. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're on that level now yeah. with, with C.J. Stroud. So, to me, like, as long as you don't hire, and this is not disrespect to Bobby Slowick, but as long as you don't hire an idiot yeah. to be the offensive coordinator, I think you should or be fine. Or someone trying to change things. Well, right, I, exactly. I, I think it's uh, I think it's D'Amico, like uh, Kyle Shanahan. Now, Kyle Shanahan's calling the plays, so it's it's easier for them to replace coordinators that go in and out. But on the defensive side of the rock, they've done it too. Yeah. Like with Robert Sala, they, and a lot of this comes down to personnel. So this mm-hmm. can, you can connect this to Casario too. Um, and I think the personnel is only going to improve on offense, but – they went from Sala, they went from D'Amico, they went from Steve Wilkes. They had a top three defense all those years. Yeah. So that's the other side of things. It's going to be about D'Amico being closer to Shanahan than he is, you know, uh, Nick Sirianni, where you lose your coordinators and, and bleed Pitts defend. And the other yeah. thing about D'Amico that makes him, I think, kind of a, a, a new age defensive minded coach. I think he cares about the offense. Oh, I don't think yeah. he's like telling him what to do, but I think he cares and has some sort of philosophy and grasp of what he wants. So he's not just going to hand, you know, the play sheet over to someone and say, "Hey, have at it." Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I like the Shanahan point. I forgot to mention this: the copycat, the copycat league part of it, and the fact that this is, mm-hmm. you know, a a an iteration of the Kyle Shanahan offense, 
about a third of the league is running it now. Yeah. So it's it is trendy. So it's not like you got to go find someone that knows this mm-hmm. offense that is like uh, like this has become the way. Yeah. So I feel like there are more people that that know this offense and can kind of operate within the nuances of it. And then on top of that, you got C.J. Stroud. Like how like how awful of a coach would you have to be to not be able to call plays for C.J. Stroud? Somebody with pinpoint ac- accuracy and above average football intelligence. You know, no. we're not all stat guys. <laughs> uh, no, you're you're right. It, but but again. They're, you're going to get to the postseason. You're going to be in division championship type games. They have been the last two weeks, and it's going to be a moment where you've got to be the feel for the game, the the, the, the that word again, nuance, the, yeah. the, the actual perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. Yes, he is an eraser. I mean, but you still got to have that guy, man, that yeah. says, "Hey, CJ, this is going to work. Here's why. Let's do it." I, I will be curious about if Bobby Slowick leaves. I will be curious about it, and we'll all be monitoring. It'll be a big story. We'll talk about it to death. But I'm not gonna be like worried about it until yeah, yeah. Uh, until I get and, signed until they hire the wrong guy and I'm like whoa this you know until that happens until I see signs of worry I'm not gonna worry and to, about to it. To be fair, like what you know, it was kind of awkward with Deshaun Watson when when he was here because he was having success in the system, but the system might not have been ideal for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like if they're gonna make a change, maybe they need to figure out the whole system. Like. If you're coming to call plays here, the system said. Like yeah. we know we know what the system is. This isn't like, you know, some some quarterbacks have had multiple offensive coordinators in years and it's like, well, this guy, Alex Smith went from this system to this system to this system. Like for the rest of time, CJ Stroud is going to be running this system. Yeah. I think it's pretty much set in stone. Yeah, and you're not trying to So when, you're kind of talking me into it. When you no. hire your next offensive coordinator, you're not trying to unlock something. You're trying to stabilize. You're trying to keep a standard going. You're not trying to figure things yeah. out with CJ Stroud. You're like, hey man, like you just said, you're coming in here and you're and you're going to run this system. You need to be adept already in this system. Yeah. Let's let's see if you could come in and, and and fall in line with what we got going on as opposed to us trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Figgy, you in the uh the SB click like uh B Scott? SB click what? Screw Bobby. He's uh, uh, he's in the. I, are you in the screw I, Bobby click? I ain't like, saying like all Brandon Scott. I ain't nah. saying all that, but he didn't say nah, nah but I, I ain't saying all I'm, that. I'm happy for Bobby. Bobby's gonna go get ten million, whatever it is, however many million dollars That's a year, and, and make he his, could get make his life million dollar contract. Hey man, I'm happy for you, Bobby. Yeah. We're, we're gonna be fine down here. Oh, man. he's not gonna leave. We're, we're gonna oh, be really. Fine. We're gonna be fine, Bobby. <laughs> Go live, go change your life, dog. With the salaries they're paying these days, go really? He just wants to stay here? Dog, go. Come on, man. Go. Be rooting for you. Get it. Yes, Telling you, man. We're going to be all right. Be rooting for you, except when we're not. B. Scott in the building. Coming up, the interest. Let's hear Bobby Slowick talk about this interest. Let's talk about the Texans' biggest problem. Let's talk about the weekend ahead. The hits are just too lit. Coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locke. All right, let's get a practice update. All hands on deck. Let's be honest. Uh, Texans returning to the field two days away from the game against the Ravens. The hits are lit here on In the Loop. 
Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. All right, Will Anderson, he's practicing. Jonathan Grenard, he's practicing. Sheldon Rankins, he's practicing. Malik Collins, he's practicing. That's your D-line. Andrew Beck, he's practicing. Christian Harris, he's practicing. So everyone except Jerry Hughes is practicing. Texans, as healthy as they could be, or could be, could expected to be, heading into this game against the Baltimore Ravens. So there you go. A lot of rest. A lot of rest yesterday. A lot of rest. Uh, the only thing is, uh, I guess, Jerry Hughes, huh? Yeah, Jerry Hughes. He would be the only one. I, yeah. I got no problem. I'll trade. I said it last week. I'll trade Jerry Hughes for everybody else playing. Yeah, and, no and, offense. And it's the same feeling of like why whatever his value would be is is just the death piece. Yeah, it, it's that like Jerry Hughes being out only really sucks. Aside from just for him, only sucks because that that means you're just gonna have to get more from the rest of the guys. Like mm-hmm. you can't spell a Grenard who probably needs it more than Will Anderson did a few yeah. weeks ago. Or Will Anderson the way he did a few weeks ago. Like, you can't spell those guys yeah. the way you would prefer to. But if that's the cost of doing business, then you'll have to live with that. I'm, I'm, with I'm actually looking for Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, Barnett. Like, what kind of games they have. Because I think that these tackles can be had for the Ravens. Obviously, though, it's Lamar Jackson that yeah. they're going to be running after. So, like, what's going to be the push and pull? But, but Lamar Jackson will run away from you will also run into you. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's going to be – like, what's going to give in this game? I can't wait to see that part of it. We'll have more on the uh, on the Texans practice update later on in the show. Bobby Slowick, he's got a lot of interest. He was asked about it yesterday. This is what the offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, had to say about all this news about, most recently, uh, the request uh, for, to be interviewed by the Seattle Seahawks. Here's Bobby Slowick on the interview process. Same as last week, you know, very grateful for every consideration, grateful for the opportunities, grateful to D'Amico, to Nick, to the Texans organization, you know, for giving me this opportunity. But right now, I couldn't tell you what's going on. I'm entirely locked in on, on the Ravens. You know, I know coming up here pretty soon, that process is going to start pretty quick, but I'm going to cross that bridge when I get to it right now. Right now, I'm just... Baltimore. So no interviews yet. That's correct. So no interviews for uh, Bobby Slowick. He's just focused. Yep. Good. It's a good way to handle it. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, like, this is not – I mean, he he was in San Francisco when Sala got hired. He was in San Francisco when McDaniel got hired. He was in San Francisco when D'Amico got hired. So he's – and they were, go, they were making runs at the time, like late runs. So – I mean, if there's anything that Bobby Slowick has experienced and he can lean on his peers on, it's how to handle this situation. Let's say new. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we. whenever we talk about Bobby Slowick, I always feel like it's important to remember or just to point out in case y'all don't remember this. Bobby, the Slowicks and the Shanahans are like family, like whatever. Think of what your family, friends, family mm-hmm. is, right? Like the. The Lopez's and They're the closest, whoever's, yeah. the lockers and who are like whatever your family, you know, parallels are like they're like that, like at each other's dinner tables and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like Slowick slash Shanahan is like a thing. His dad coached with the Shanahan. So like he's he is made of this, a part of this. He gets this this part of the process, if if not anything and, else. And we're, the we're business at the side point now that he's going right. There's just too many good jobs, too many, too much money. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's got to go. Yeah, If he's the, offered, he's going. Right. That, yeah. that The only way he does not go is yeah. if he's – the only way – I'll tell you this. The only way he doesn't go is if the only job is like the Panthers Panthers, job. yeah. 
You know what I mean? Or maybe the Raiders. Did you see the favorite for the Panthers job? No, I didn't. Kellen Moore. Well, that says a lot right well, there. What better yeah, could yeah. what better could should they expect at this <laughs> yeah, point? That says a lot right there. Yeah, it seems it's kind like of two fitting. to one, man. Like yeah. it, like he's like the he's like by far the favorite from the odds that I saw. Yeah. Damn. I've seen Slowick the favorite in Tennessee. I've okay. seen that in a couple see, of spots. I, don't know I heard that Dan Graziano said it's gonna be Aaron Glenn in Tennessee. Aaron Glenn or, or Bobby Slowick is what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Aaron Glenn? Yeah. yeah. Like, look, I Shout out to Aaron Glenn, H-Town, all of that. But, like, you're going to get rid of Mike Vrabel to go hire Aaron Glenn? Yeah. Well, I said it at the time. Cohesive, man. If, if the, 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 that's how dumb the Titans were. Like, when, when they fired Mike Vrabel, he immediately became the best qualified candidate for a job. Yeah. and it's, <laughs> like, and, like, you're not good enough for here, but everybody else might want But you. imagine firing Mike Vrabel to replace him with another defensive, defensive coach guy. who's not Bill Belichick or somebody that's more accomplished than Mike Vrabel yeah. in that way. What? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's just it's just uh, it's Graziano's prediction, and I'm, I doubt he just pulled it out of nowhere. But that's his call. Former mm-hmm. Texan. Yeah, no, Graziano's connected. That's that, but that's weird. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, and, it's and good not, for Aaron it's not the Starbucks baby. Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's Graziano. Yeah, yeah, no, I think the best job is Washington by far. Yeah, well, they got Wait, the number what? two by far. I think best job is Washington. Why? Because they got money. They got money, and they got the number two overall pick. Yeah, there's your so Drake man. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, that, yeah, their their ownership issue is over with. Yeah. like yeah. Yeah, I think it's better. It's way it's better than it's ever been. Yeah, well, than it's been in twenty five years. And and this is the the other thing that you got if you go to Washington is the ceiling is set on the Cowboys and the Eagles are a bleep yes. show. Yes, like think, the Eagles, yeah. the yeah. Eagles are yeah. a bleep show. And the Giants, and the Giants I mean, come on, you don't Ryan, know what, what the Giants? Yeah, are. whatever. Ryan Dable just had his defensive coordinator cuss him out and leave. Yes, literally. <laughs> yeah. He literally the last time he left the building, he called him a fat ass and yeah. left. Yeah, which. Hey, I think Washington is the best job. I know that's not something that we're used to. Yeah, <laughs> but well, we weren't used to this being the best job. Well, this is true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would. I, I don't get the Atlanta Belichick thing, but I would want that job if if there was an if there was any idea of what they might do at quarterback. Yeah, because everything else that they got going on over there is very interesting. Perhaps the best diabetic football player. Okay, could be on the field on Saturday. Mark Andrews. Oh, little known fact: Mark mm-hmm. Andrews has diabetes. I thought yeah. you were going to say Jay Cutler. I was going to say Jay Cutler's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> big fan, big fan of Mark Andrews. He's from Arizona. He was Kyle Allen's top receiver in high school. Texans actually selected Justin Reed instead of Mark Andrews. They also got Jordan uh, Aikens in that same round that Mark Andrews went with the Ravens. I'll move on though. Here's Mark Andrews. Say, don't, don't do the Jonathan Taylor Ross Blacklock thing. Yeah, I was I wanted Mark Andrews to be a Texan so bad, mm-hmm. so bad. Here's Mark Andrews though talking about how he's feeling. He's been out for a while, but what will determine if he's on the field Saturday against the Houston Texans in the divisional round? I think you know it's it's how I feel. You know, at the end of the day, but um, you know, just knowing how good this team is, how good our players are, how good our tight ends are. Um, you know, if I feel like I'm going to be, you know, helpful to the team, I'm going to go. If I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm close but not there, I'll let these guys go and, and hopefully get there next weekend. I think it's pretty safe to say he's going. He's going. Yeah, he's going. No, he was full go yesterday. Going. So Mark yeah. Andrews got to keep an eye on him. Yeah, big yeah. time. And, he's a big word. And rested, of yeah. course. He's yeah. rest. Well, they're all rested. Yeah. <laughs> well, additionally rested. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's the big concern though. Like we talked about that earlier about the tight ends. I mean. Likely has been a revelation in Mark Andrews' absence, but don't let that allow you to lose sight of Mark Andrews and what Mark Andrews actually is. And so, yeah, man, like if he's back, and even like it's different from, like say with Marlon Humphrey not practicing and say like if he were to play, yeah. 
okay, if his calf is is bothering him and he's 80%, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. I think that you can take advantage of that. Whereas if Mark Andrews is out there and he's 80, 90% or whatever it is, yeah. I still feel like that's going to be pretty damn good, you know, and, and bad for the Texans. Well, who was the tight end last weekend? That well, in Joku. In Joku. And, and, no, 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 no. In other games, I'm trying to think. He was hurt. They didn't know if he was going to go. I'm trying to think. But and he ended up going and scoring a touchdown. Was it uh, – anyway, like an 80 – to, to your you point, about? Uh, an 80% tight end – is still a threat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, and especially this one. Like an 80% tight end of this caliber and an, uh, an offense that, and really, when I say offense, I really just mean Lamar Jackson and his relationship with Mark Andrews, the trust there. Oh, Laporta. Oh, yeah. Yes, and Laporta uh, yeah, for, yeah. for, the, for the Lions. Laporta was not. That's right. He, he, would, he might not have even been 80%. Yeah, might be the best tight end in the league. That's he, right. He might not have even been 80%. Because they were ripping yeah. Dan Campbell at the end of the season for him yeah. even being in the game at that point. And, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, but, yeah, no, I, I I think that's big. Like, to me, the bigger, you know, injury story was Marlon Humphrey. And, like, I know he didn't play in that first game, but Stroud and Collins didn't have a connection mm-hmm. or the history that they've sort of built up throughout the season. You know, not having one of the better cornerbacks in football to – combat one of the better quarterback right. wide receiver duos in football I think is going to be a big deal. Do you uh do you fear their receivers at all? Yeah, no yeah. I, I, Zay Flowers? I, Zay, Zay Flowers is I mean is a matchup problem. I mean he's I yeah. mean he's like he's, he's tank him and Tank Dell mm-hmm. could are from the same school of wherever <laughs> they same make dudes mold. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I would I would be concerned. I don't know if they what have a Odell? dude. Odell like look, if you to, to me I feel like Stingley should be able to lock down Odell at this point. This is this the 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 Odell that is closer to my age than he is Stingley's age. Like I, to me, Stingley should be able to handle that. W- week one, yeah, Odell maybe bother, concerns me a little bit. At this point, the way Stingley's playing, nah, not as much. I think he can make some plays, but like as far as hey, this is gonna be the reason why they lose. It's gonna be that that big of a problem. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't see it. I think Odell's got that alley-oop factor, though. And, and I, the alley-oop factor that I always talk about is like in high school, like an alley-oop's worth two points, but yeah. the, the crowd just gets crazy yeah. and it seems like the team kind of gravitates towards it. When Odell makes plays, it just seems like there's I, like a natural buzz with the crowd and the team kind of gravitates towards yeah. it and kind of feeds off it. Yeah, kind of a similar thought is for me with Odell. I, I've always viewed him as like the athlete who just – you ever been around those athletes that could just do anything? There was a dude no. at that high school yeah. that could yeah, like. He's probably table good tennis. at ping pong. He's probably good at yeah, ping pong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably good at darts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. that, just that guy. Air I'm gonna be really intrigued. It's really intriguing to see how D'Amico plays this. Does he do the the Amari Cooper treatment with one of those cats, or is he just gonna play it straight? Yeah, well, because with with Flowers, man, yeah. he's gonna be everywhere. Like to me, to me, I think he play it straight. To me, I think he play it straight and kind of just expect everybody because. Because I feel like if you focus too much on one thing, that's when the tight ends are busting you upside the head. That's when the run game is starting to, you know, you're starting to leak rushing yardage and all that kind of stuff. Like, to me, I feel like you just. But do you take your chances with Derek Stingley on, let's say, Odell Beckham, and then the rest of your secondary is going to be able to to do more? Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of shutting down the side of the field. I'm not mad at shutting down the side of the field and and, and just screwing up the math of, of, like, how much of the field you can operate on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, I, can, I can live with that. Dallas Cowboys not making a change. Mike McCarthy, they're going to run it back with him, uh, according to uh, multiple reports. So we thought maybe Jerry Jones would announce the uh, coach change at about 3 o'clock, right as the Texans kicked off to uh, steal the headlines. Not going to happen. He's uh, 
He's rolling it back with Mike McCarthy. Here, here, here's how you do, you can determine if, if it was a smart decision or not, because it was dumb. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Do the other teams in your division worry that you kept him? They're or, happy. Or are they happy? They're thrilled. They're thrilled, yeah, they're thrilled. that you kept him. So it was yeah. a bad decision. Yeah. It was a dumb decision. Well, and especially, I don't know, people talk about how much do does a certain person want to go and work for Jerry Jones and work in that environment because mm-hmm. it is different and all of that. But you're, like, theoretically, maybe this is me being an outsider looking in, but to me, you're the Cowboys. Yeah. So you should – there are a few teams that should good be able squad, to make a, a good squad on top of all, all of the history and everything that's associated with it. To me, there are a few squads in, like, sports where you should be able to fire your coach at any point and all of the relevant good coaching candidates want to come coach that squad. The Cowboys, the Lakers, somehow, like – somehow they, they like settled yeah. and they're the Cowboys. <laughs> like, That's you, the crazy thing. What are y'all thing? doing? Yeah. Y'all, y'all supposed to be, y'all call yourselves America's team and you're like, oh, well, we got one more year on this man contract. Let's see what we got. <laughs> what? You're the Cowboys. It's absolutely wild. B. Scott, appreciate you for rolling through. Two sleeps till the big game. Speaking anyway. of which, let's give you the update on what's going on on the practice field and it a hot take that's not really that hot. It's it's really actually kind of moderate. If you want to push back on it, you got to give me more than three letters. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.